Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon with your hosts, Mistresses Mia and Honey. Today, our episode is all about milk. This is the milk episode. We're going to talk about cute cows. We're going to talk about milking. We're going to talk about fetishes around milk. So let's just go ahead and uh, dive in. So you may have noticed that the stories we tell um, and some of the fetishes involved have trended toward male-centric, and the reason for that is simple. Our dungeon is primarily sought out by male submissives, so naturally our stories are mostly about men and maybe some couples. We definitely encourage and welcome female submissives to explore their desires with us. I've had the distinct privilege of working with female subs, and it's such a different kind of session. It's intimate and fun, so please, female submissives in the Gulf Coast area and <coughs> female submissives who like to visit the Gulf Coast area, inquire about a session with us. If you need a male dom, we got you covered too, so don't be shy. Visit www.miarayhot.com and send us a message. So the first thing I was going to talk about was we mentioned a new word called HUCOW, H-U-C-O-W. It's an abbreviation for human cow. And what that basically is, hue cows are mostly women and sometimes the occasional men who like to be milked like a farm animal. It's, it's very primal. It's about providing that sustenance or providing, in the, in the case of men mostly, providing um, semen for breeding. For, for women, you know, we have, there are so many women out there who have retain, retained use of their milk, milking glands throughout years and years and continue to provide breast milk as, as a hue cow. And we do have some, we have some stories about that. So, uh, Mistress Mia, if you can tell me, you had a couple come in and the woman really, really wanted to be a hue cow, but her husband didn't stick around. What can you tell me about that session? Well, we'll back up just a little because initially, I didn't have a milking machine years ago. Okay. And so this gentleman came in one late night and he told me that him and his wife both had a milking fetish. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's basically about, you know, submission, objectification of the whole lactation fetish as a whole. Mm -hmm. And so for him, you know, he actually actually liked to, you know, hook his wife up to this machine, mm-hmm. drink her milk, you know, the whole, you know, breast pump deal. Mm-hmm. And so when he brought in this this cool little milking box, uh, you know, it had all these cool attachments. So you can actually attach the, um, the hoses to a penis, to um, breasts, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's kind of what we did. <laughs> with him with a few others too so um we had this couple come in one time and thereafter and this woman was really into objectification of being a who cow mm-hmm. or a hue cow <laughs> you know everyone calls it different i suppose but 
regardless, it's a human cow. And so she had this whole latex getup. She had the inflatable breasts. I mean, it was extensive. You know, so, she wait, even, so the breast on the latex was inflatable. It was okay. It was, and it had the capability where you basically you could deflate it because it had a hole there with a cap, and you could put the actual. They look like insemination tubes, is what they look like. Oh wow! But hook them up to her breasts, and um, so we did that. But before that, we put her on the cross. We tied her up we used a bunch of rope mm-hmm. um and it was cute because she even had a little bell on a collar oh, around her neck yes oh my god and she had like, <laughs> like this cute little um it was like a bonnet but underneath the bonnet she had little cow ears mm-hmm. and had like little cow hair for bangs oh my god it was it was fucking adorable. I mean, honestly, it was adorable. It looked like something out of a fairy tale, Aww. but a BDSM fairy tale. <laughs> because she was in a pink latex getup. Like, it was adorable. And so she came in, and once we had, you know, tied her up a little bit to the cross, you know, she said, you know, I just want you to milk me. I want you to do whatever you want with me. And I was like, okay, game on. Yeah. You know? So, um, one of the people I was with, I think it was Bree or Amy. And needless to say, we we did a lot of rope bondage with her. We even took a massager and had it tied up with a uh, rope around her waist to where the massager was right there in her pussy the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we deflated the cow titties. And yes, they look like cow titties. Oh, my God. It, it was hilarious. As in udders. As in udders. And she even had the udders, like, on her stomach. Oh, my gosh. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was it was classic. It was classic cuckoo. So, um, So we did that, and then we set up the machine and started milking her. And, you know, just the whole concept of, you know, being used like that was thrilling for her. Um. I would probably say we did it for a good 45 minutes and she loved it. It was invigorating for her. And then after the fact, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, well, you know, if we've milked you. I think we're going to walk you around our pasture. So we took her out back. We <laughs> put her on a leash and, um, and a little harness and uh, had her walk around the yard like mm-hmm. she was a cow. Like, she was grazing, but yet, of course, we had her on a collar and leash. On the harness, of course, you know. But um, it was very objectifying, and she loved it. It was, you know, for some, I mean, I don't know how you could say that, you know, some would really like that, but it's a huge fetish, and people just don't talk about it, I guess, because it's the concept of lactation, Mm -hmm. but a woman being a cow, you know. Being livestock being livestock and I think you and I have both discussed there is a a site online and they actually have the Hugh Cow Farms yeah you know and and I had no idea uh, because there's just not I mean we're in the south you think there would be more (laughs) talk about cows I know (laughs) but you were like we have actual cows who escape and walk across our yard so you know when you're not completely in the country, that actually happened. That was kind of funny last week. <laughs> yes. That was fucking hilarious, in fact. Yeah. Um, 
Amy says, get that cow. And I was like, really? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but needless to say, God, that's really funny. But you and I were talking last week, and you're yeah. like, Mia, look at this. I mean, it's a human it's a farm. cow farm. It's a human cow farm. I'm like, that is, I mean, I, the thing I love about it is because of the, <laughs> it's, it's the primal. It is very it. primal. It's very. And and I love that it, like, they just kind of really went into the into the primal need. Well, you know, and I remember watching this one episode, and they had this woman in, like, a stock-style uh, contraption. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was very wood. It was very rugged. It was very, again, mm-hmm. you know, earthy, primal. Um, but they had her suspended. They had her leaned over. That's the bigger thing, too, is that... When she leans over, you know, and her woman's breasts are hanging. hanging and yeah, they full. exactly. Yeah. They had those attachments attached to her and was milking her breasts. And you know, it's some hot porn, honestly. <laughs> if you're you watching thing. an episode, you were on you porn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, seriously, it's fun. Yeah. So see, yeah. I, I did the same thing, except I I was very drawn toward. You know, the very senior woman who was still a huge cow. <laughs> the very not, senior woman. How, how, do I not, how do I not watch that? She was a seasoned heifer. Seasoned heifer, yes. <laughs> she has nourished many a man <laughs> with her memories. Memories and memories, memories right? And memories. All exactly. right. So, tell me what else. Well, well, that, cu- that couple, the... Which part of the couple? Because they came... We had the one couple that... Yeah. That brought that brought, in. That brought the machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, I didn't even go into that. Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, again, they were into the huge fetish. Yeah. And and he was talking about how he would literally hook her up, the lactation, this lactation device, uh-huh. and drink her milk. That was the part I left out. I, I automatically know. jumped to that other couple because all I, I could know. think about was that woman in that and whole... the latex... Yeah, cow outfit. So, but you know what? It's so interesting because yes, huge cows are submissive, and submissives and latex go so so. well together. Very much. And the bondage of the latex. Absolutely. Like that's it's so interesting how many fetishes kind of what weave into and are are um, able to kind of cross and and uh, melt together. But yeah, that's so we had so yeah we had two couples who were interested in Hugh Cow, and oh I you know what I want to hear about I want to hear about pouring milk down the the guy's urethra. Oh my goodness! Pouring milk down the urethra down the pee hole. If you don't know what that. Oh. Is. <laughs> Well, there's actually two stories about that. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So the first one, I kind of gathered, like, when I heard the story of what he wanted, the fetish that he had, he said he could remember being a little boy and that he actually went and took and used his sister's baby bottle. And at the time, you could take the cap off, you know. Or the baby doll bottle. A baby doll bottle, yes. I should have specified doll there. Um, But that, you know, he's a little boy, and he was an older gentleman. I mean, he had to be 70. So you can imagine this is probably something back in the 50s. Yeah, where you could 
where you could take part a doll baby bottle. A doll baby bottle, exactly. And uh, say that ten times fast, right? <laughs> doll baby bottle. Um, <laughs> so, needless to say, um, he told me that he would take the cap off and fill it with warm milk. And he said warm milk was really common and, you know, he thought he would play, like, tea with his sister and her babies and everything else and it brought him back to childhood memories he said but the older that he got he still had this obsession with milk he's like you know i take a milk bath every day and i said okay you know some people do that no judgment and he's like but i still i hear it's good for the skin yeah it's great for the skin yeah uh, and I said, well, do you still have the baby bottles? And he says, well, I really can't find those type anymore. And I said, no. They no. <laughs> give the illusion. But uh, he says he takes an eyedropper mm-hmm. and he fills it up and he puts milk, warm milk in it and pushes it down his urethra. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So when he came over... It was Brie and myself, and um, I think um, there was someone else with us, and um, who shall remain nameless. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyway, we had him in the leather swing, mm-hmm. and he was laying back, you know, good little sub boy. You know, we did different things to him, and he's like, you know, grand finale, I went that milk down my pee hole. And he wasn't saying urethra. I mean, he was saying, oh, my pee hole, you know. It was oh, like, yeah. okay, your pee hole. So we warmed some milk, and I had this neat little pitcher, and it was like a watermelon pitcher. And, <laughs> and I'm like, this is officially dungeon use only now. Yes. <laughs> so, but it had the perfect little spout on it, and I had this tiny little... Um, it was a little funnel. Like a little but flask funnel. It, yeah, it was, little, it was a tinier one. I don't know how I found it, but it was like a little tiny one. I was like, oh, this will work great. But anyway, we ended up using some sounding rods, and he has a very large pee hole. And so... Well, he's been pushing milk down it. For yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so we were using female urethra sounds. Mm-hmm. And so when we were doing that... You know, he was like, you know, this is great. This is great. And so we ended up using a smaller sound on him. And then we would slowly pour the milk down his pee hole. And um, <laughs> I, I was like, wow. I'm thinking bladder infection. I'm thinking UTI. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking some stuff, you know. I mean, milk spoils. Yeah. And all the bacteria that happens when milk is warmed, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're telling me things that we know. However, that wasn't going to stop him. And I told him, I said, now, you know, this is one of those things where I think you really need to push water after the fact. Yeah. You know, I'm telling him different things. Hydrate, flush out. Yeah. Do not want spoiled milk in your pee hole. No. Not supposed to be there, honestly. That's not where it goes. (laughs) So anyway, so we pour it down, and I'm like, uh, is this enough? Is this enough? It's what I'm thinking. I wasn't going to ruin the whole scene for him because he felt very submissive. And then he's like, call me a cow. And I was like, okay, move for me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, we made him drink the milk. I was even, we had one of those, um, those beer funnels. 
I was even pouring the milk down that. So I was making him drink the milk as we continue to pour it down his urethra. And needless to say, it was very, very, very interesting. Because then after the fact, we hooked up the lovely, lovely milking machine. (laughs) (laughs) Where we proceeded to put the cylinder over his cock, turn it on, and it makes this slushy sound of, you know, yeah. (laughs) It was interesting, but it's more like a pump sound. Yeah. Sucked it up. So, yeah. That was an interesting afternoon, honestly. That was on a Sunday, by the way. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask. Okay. When you were pumping the milk <laughs> out of his, pe- his penis. Yes. Sorry, I have pickups. <laughs> That's okay. Go for it. While you were pumping the milk out of his penis with that milking machine with the yes. cylinder. Yes, yes. Did semen come out too? Ultimately, it did. (laughs) (laughs) Not like it's literally milking his penis. That is is a hand job machine. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And I think that day, I think I looked at Bree and I was like singing the final countdown. You know? And then, of course, it comes out. So it was great, like a little rocket. (laughs) A little milking rocket. I love it. (laughs) That's going to stay in my head a lot. It is, is it not? (laughs) So. So. And we have like we we had one more story involving milk, and that was you had a submissive who wanted a milk bath. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this before that one too. We okay. he is that one gentleman, that older male. He was not the only sub that actually came to see us that wanted the milk actually down his urethra. Oh, okay. So this is not. I mean, y'all, this is not a strange thing. No. I'm, we've honestly had, I would say, probably four okay. in the past few years. Um, because, honestly, they say the sensation is incredible. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. But well, it's, you know, I mean, all I can say is I know with when you have a sounding rod going down the urethra, it's like a whole body tingle. Yeah. So I would imagine the feeling might maybe similar. Might be. Might be. Because, you know, a lot of times when we do that, you know, we have the massager going, you know, the massager's on their balls or their dick in general. So it's massaging. It's, you know, there's vibrations to it. So mm-hmm. what better than to pour milk down there and find out how incredible it might feel. <laughs> so you asked me about the gentleman. Yes, the one who wanted a milk bath. Yes, he actually brought a kiddie pool. Okay. We were out back, and we, uh, you know, again, he brought powdered milk. We filled it up with a hose. Um, It was pretty extensive. I mean, he was here a good two, three hours. Um, You know, he brought anything that kind of went with the theme of milk. He brought in cereal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was like, wow. He went to great lengths to really think this through, like, of what he wanted. 
Well, hey, I mean, that I can respect that. Right? You know, you know exactly the experience you want to have, and, and he came prepared to, 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 to have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he put a swimmer's cap on. He said he didn't want to get his hair in the milk. No, I wouldn't want that either. But then again, he was sitting in it. So, <laughs> so there was body hairs in the milk. Oh, I was thinking asshole. <laughs> I was thinking asshole milk. fucking Cheerios <laughs> you know in this and uh, you know <laughs> I know Bree and I were sitting back and thinking god what the fuck but you know at that one point he was like can you spit it on me too so you know he brought several gallons of milk that's it because there's no way you're taking the you know, the instant powdered milk from the bath. Oh, hell fuck no. spitting that at it. No hell fucking no. way. I mean, unless we're... Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no way ever. Um, <laughs> but no. So he brought in a couple gallons of milk, and I told him, I said, you know, I like almond milk. I'm cool with that. And so... I took some almond milk and proceeded to spit on him like a water fountain, you know, spit it in his mouth, pour it in his hair, you know, and he was... Well, on his, on his swim cap. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, eventually, you know. Eventually, he, he took the swim cap he took, off. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he wanted to eat cereal first. Okay. So, he ate the cereal okay. first with the swim cap. Priorities. Yeah. Priorities. You know, you gotta eat your cereal first before you get milk spit in your hair. Oh, my. And we threw, like, two boxes, large boxes of fucking Cheerios <laughs> in this milk bath. Um, oh, I'm just imagining the soggy. Oh, imagine how sugary sticky it was after oh, that. Oh, my gosh. You know, and then, like I said, and then... And then what <laughs> happened was... He wanted an enema with the milk. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, you know, after we spit them, and Brie really couldn't do it. Brie has a hard time spitting on anyone. Mm. It's just not in her nature to do it. So here she was taking a cup from the bath and just pouring it on him and she said oh you're such a good little boy you're such a good little boy and I was like oh my god I'm like are we playing age play now what are we doing um but it wasn't it wasn't that it was just a simple fact for some reason that's what he wanted he did want a maternal naturing uh, nurturing way about the scene mm. and you know that was something we could completely comply with you know that's mm. what he wanted um brie can be very maternal at times when we're doing sessions and um you know for that scene it was it was great why not you know i was just like ah oh, you're such a cute little baby you're so sweet you know and it's just kind of feeding his little ego. It made him feel better. You know, it was true therapy for him. Aww. You know, I myself would love to go to a spa and maybe sit in an Epsom salt spa tank yeah. or go to a sauna with some wet steam or hot steam, whatever. He wanted to soak <laughs> in a fucking milk bath with Cheerios with two women spitting on him with milk. You know what? We get plenty of submissive men in here who who really do view this as therapy. Absolutely. Because there's so much 
that they wind up having to hide from their normal lives. Absolutely. And I'm, I, for one, am, you know, I, I'm happy to, to provide this. Absolutely. It's cathartic for yeah. them. Absolutely. It is a therapy. It's a bondage therapy. It's, you know, the submission therapy. Absolutely. It takes them out of the mindset of their regular life and into this world, and it's a whole new world. I mean, you know, Honey and I, we've had this session as of this morning, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh my gosh, we've already been here 45 minutes. And yeah. and it was, it felt like it was 10 minutes. It, felt, it really felt like it was 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, the, I thought, like, I actually was worried we were rushing the, ru- rushing the time, and it, we looked at our, our time when we were finishing, like, Oh, this is basically a, a full-on... Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I really thought, oh, man, we, we might have shortchanged the fact I that... Know, we got, <laughs> you know, he wanted to spend an hour with us, we, you know, yeah, hang we, out. Yeah. We, we, we don't... When somebody books, you know, a whole hour... Yeah. We don't want to rush anybody no. out, of that, out of that time. And at the end, I was like, damn, honey, we've already been in here for 40 minutes. Uh-huh. It's crazy. It's like, how is that even possible? <laughs> it, yeah, it was crazy. Whirlwind is what it is. But so back to um, Milk Guy. Yeah. You know, he ultimately, he wanted a milk enema. And so. Okay, how did that work? Uh, well, you know, it's always messy. Because. Ultimately, it's well, always it's messy. An enema is going to be messy. And on this podcast, we've discussed, you know, champagne enema. Yeah. That kind of explosion. We haven't talked about coffee enema, but we've got a story coming up about that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can't little... wait to hear how I will not be drinking coffee. Yes, coffee and cream. What? Mind you. <laughs> well, I'm saying that figuratively. Oh, my God. No. My brain. <laughs> you know, it's funny for our listeners as well is that you know, Honey has been doing this for under a year now. Mm-hmm. But the simple fact of it is, you know, she's catching up with stories that we've done for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, you know, when Jim and I was in here yesterday, you know, we're doing this interview with her. We're talking to her. And she's like, oh, oh Mia, you remember that time? And, and then once we got off, you know, and we did the episode, then she's like, oh, Mia, I forgot to tell. Oh, you remember that time? <laughs> you remember that time? We Mama? have no shortage of stories. <laughs> We're never going to run out of stories No, <laughs> no. And, you know, her stories are classic. I mean, they're classic Gemini, and we absolutely love and adore her. But uh, <laughs> I keep going off topic because I keep going back, and it's like, God, do I really want to tell this part in the story? Yes, you do. You have to tell us about the milk enema. Stop avoiding it. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So cap, swimmer's cap was off. Everything was off at this point. Bree and I are standing there, you know, obviously we were covered in milk. I mean, it was a fucking messy, messy experience. We're standing there in the grass, you know, again, summer day. I don't know how we're destined to be out in the fucking heat mm-hmm. with spoiling milk now at this point. Ugh. Yeah, it was an experience. Anyway, he's like, yeah, I want to do an enema. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing about the enema. <laughs> Brie will do a little enema in a bottle, and it'll be a little squirt, squirt three times, and you're going to have to hold it. But then the other way that we could do this is we can get the hot water bottle. We can let gravity take its place. I'll hang it up. It'll slowly go inside of you, Mm -hmm. and you'll have to hold it. 
But, you know, you can't go outside. You're going to be shitting outside. Mm -hmm. And then because there's such a mess, you know, you're not doing it in this, this tub of milk, which I didn't drink milk for probably a month after we did this scene. Uh, so I said, he's like, well, can't I just jump in the pool? I said, fuck no. No, you're not going to get milk in the pool. No. Realize how hard that is to clean? No, 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 no. <laughs> and remind me, after this story, I'm going to tell you, remember splashing, because I'm going to tell you about that. I'm writing it down. I mean, we're talking fucking dairy, yep. so we're going to bring this story up. Yep. <clears throat> so he agreed to the hot water bottle. Mm-hmm. And... We did the hot water bottle with warm almond milk and because it was warm after we were sitting out there in the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And needless to say, when when we started, you know, gravity taking its place and it's going down, it's dripping inside of him, you know, he started to get a little tummy ache and I said, you know, that's common. Yeah. I said, it's probably because you have, um, you have some fullness in there already. And next thing you know, he's like, I can't hold it. And I said, well, he was standing at the time inside of his little milk bath in this little kiddie pool. And I said, honey, you know, we, we're going to drain the pool at some point. However, I don't think you should shit inside the pool. And he kind of like stepped out, missed the pool, tripped. <laughs> he's on the grass and he ends up shitting himself. Oh, my God. Covered in milk. Shit everywhere. And it was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, we did not plan for this, Brie. (laughs) For our listeners, I'm sorry if you were eating something. Um, I had no idea where this story was headed. My apologies. We really, yeah. We should have given warning, honestly. But, you know, anyone who's going to listen to the podcast, they're going to have to understand that there will be short stories of shit mm-hmm. um, and some really grueling, disgusting stuff at times. So be prepared. Yeah, um, Sarah, uh, Mrs. Mia has, uh, <laughs> has told you that I, that I haven't even been doing this a whole year yet. I can't tell you. I've, I can count on both hands how many times I've already had to clean shit up. <laughs> Okay, guys. <laughs> so let, let us reiterate for the zillion time: clean out your assholes when you come see us, please. Well, you know, I told Honey, and I I always let all the the girls, all the doms that that come in to play with me in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. I always tell them, hey, you've got to watch this actual video on YouTube and it's Lady Velvet Steel in Germany mm-hmm. and she tells one of these guys that come in and of course it's uh, Conan but she tells all of the people that come in to see her mm-hmm. the same thing she says I want to play with your shit oh your oh, excuse me I want to play with your ass not your, your shit ass, Exactly. <laughs> so I'm telling you, the next guy who I have to clean shit up off of is getting it smeared on his face. I agree. I'm done. <laughs> I agree. I completely you agree with that. You have happened so much, so many times before. You're just like, you know what? It's yours. Here, let wow. me see how you like it on your nose. Wow! <laughs> in, wow! In your mouth. There you go. So one of the yeah. girls that comes to play with us in the dungeon, mm-hmm. we had this sub that comes in one night. Is this the sploshing? This is the, okay, sploshing. This is the sploshing. Yes. Okay. And for those who don't know sploshing, which was our last party theme, mm-hmm. is erotic food play. 
and you know you can basically do anything and everything with erotic food play it could be mm-hmm. everything from puddings to pies to cakes and brownie batter brownie batter <laughs> exactly and you know people take this shit like serious like if you've watched any type of porn or anything about erotic food play people like sit in it they love the feel of it I mean whereas you or I would be like, oh, God, oh, chocolate cake in my hoo-ha. It's like, what? It's like, I'm going to have to be down there a week with my <laughs> <laughs> Or your personal little sub boy. Yeah. Tell, my, tell my sub that he needs to clean oh. my pussy like that. Yeah, we're not, we're not keeping brownie batter up there. So, anywho, uh, one of the girls that comes to play with us... She came over one night, and I'm like, i got an interesting uh, guy for you. He likes uh, erotic food play, splashing. And she's like, we haven't done anything like that. Like, she has never done anything like that. And I said, well, you know, I've done different things like, you know, playing with cake, with with different subs, and, you know, pies, and different Mm -hmm. things like that. But this guy, he brought in about, I would say about 10 different types of pie everything from cherry to cream pies all sorts of pies you know coconut cream the whole thanksgiving dessert table oh it was <laughs> it was it was crazy and you know we had that big red box yeah and you know that's like 10 feet long yeah that was covered in pies okay and we put down probably four or five plastic drop cloths mm-hmm. i mean we're trying to cover everything mm-hmm. and um it was crazy. And so we're in there and he's laying this food out. He's laying the whipped cream out. He's putting out four gallons of milk. And, you know, my friend looks over and she's like, this is a lot. Like, this is extensive. And so <clears throat> this is at the beginning of summer last year. And I'm like, you know, this is what he wants so let's do it and I asked him I said so what exactly do you want he's like well I just kind of want to be naked and I want whoever's with me to just be naked and let's like pour this food on one another let's you know do the pie in the face food in the hair food uh, like almost like a sensual food fight yeah food fight yeah. Well, that's all right. Yeah. So, I, and I'm just I'm honestly at this point, I'm just imagining, you know, because they both probably had to walk outside and get hosed down. Well, you know, here was the thing. He wanted to be covered in the milk after, yes. After. After the desserts were poured on him. Okay, so he's got pie and places. Yeah. And so, what, you just take the milk and pour it over his head? Pretty much. Pretty much. And then, you know, I was like, well, you know. Was that done outside? It was. It was done outside. The milk was done outside. However, the desserts and everything were done inside. inside. Um, But it was right at the beginning of summer. It was a little chilly that night, but, you know, he just went for it and... After the fact, I'm like, well, let me go in. I'm going to go grab you some towels. Well, he thought, oh, why don't I just jump in the pool? No, we got all that shit in the pool. Yes. 
It took three weeks to try to get that food and shit out of the pool. He's like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, it's on a filter. I mean, I thought, no big deal. Like, chlorine's going to... I was like, what, magically make it disappear? Dissolve a cherry? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, that's the kind of stuff we deal with. <laughs> so I was like, wow, wow. You know how that went. Yeah, I know how that went. Yeah. We had, you know, cream topping on top of the pool. Because, you know, whipped cream, unless you're making it yourself, yeah. it's not pure. Like, no, it's got it's, preservatives. It's got, it's, yeah. It's got ways to preserve its shape. Exactly. And so that was, like, on top of the pool for a good two weeks to try to filter that out. And no one got to go swimming. No one got to go swimming. <laughs> Very disappointing. <laughs> But live and learn. Live and learn. So. So we're going to switch gears into Mia's personals. Mia's personals. Well, this week, as we had mentioned, uh, Honey interviewed Jim and I yesterday. And, you know, this is something really sad. And I, and I hear women say this often. It's because most men can be shitbags. And, you know, I've dealt with this on a number of occasions. And I look back at these men and they're like, Mia, I need help. You know, I'm single. And I'm like, let's assess why you're single. Mm -hmm. Let's assess. Why are you single? Why do you think? Oh, well, you know, my my last uh, girlfriend or my ex-wife, they were a bitch. You know, she wanted me to whisper my money. I'm going on a little rant here Mm -hmm. because it kind of validates this whole point of what we had to deal with today. Mm -hmm. So Honey and I had someone come today and they go to the wrong house they try to go into someone else's house he calls me um well i don't see a pool back here so is this not your house and i said no you're probably breaking and entering in my neighbor's house Mm -hmm. like where the fuck are you and so he comes around finally to our back door Mm -hmm. and he thinks it's going to be unlocked like i'm going to leave my doors randomly unlocked for strangers (laughs) and this is why this man is single because he's fucking stupid (laughs) you know i'm really i I get to the point where i really don't hold back and you know i think he's he's a very nice person Mm -hmm. but i will say directly to him that he is dumb Mm -hmm. like seriously Anywho, so men in general, they need to really assess themselves. Just in general, they need to assess why they're single. And if your complaints about all your exes is that they were all bitches or they were all crazy, the only common factor they all have in common is you. Exactly. So, pretty much. (laughs) And you know, you know, most of our listeners are men. Mm -hmm. So I really hope they take this into consideration that there's an issue as to why they have to come to see us or why they have to actually search for women to date. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've met a lot of nice men, I really have, but there's some guys that you sit back and realize why they're in the position they're in. So we asked Gemini, I said, so Gemini, you're not dating anyone. Are you interested in dating right now? And she says, Mia, honestly, I am so fucking done with men. And that's sad. Aww. It's sad. You know, she's been married. She's been divorced. She's early 50s. But, you know. Doesn't look it. Doesn't look Jeez. it. 
For those who have not seen Gemini, she's on the website. She's beautiful. She is, you know, 5'5", 130 pounds. She's tight. She's perfect. She's funny. She's a hard worker. She's dedicated. I mean, she owns her own home. She is just, she's got her shit together. 110%. There's zero baggage with this woman. She is fucking phenomenal. Um, you know, and she wants a male dominant person in her relationship and her dynamic because in her personal life she is not submissive she's not dominant Mm -hmm. she's more submissive but she is a switch Mm -hmm. and she's versatile actually versatile enough that she's been with she's dated a cross-dresser so this woman i mean this woman and i i've known her and i've seen the men she's dated it's the fact that she always goes for some type of bad boy stigma Mm -hmm rather than to really go for a good guy and she doesn't mean to be that way <laughs> but like some men they're just drawn to that type of person and so the, even the last guy that she was dating he took advantage of her um and she did everything she did, did absolutely everything for this man and he had numerous health problems i mean i could go on and on and on i i just think she really walks on water that is the closest thing to Gemini is that she walks on water. She's phenomenal. Well, she's a badass. I mean, she is. If you, if you, ha- you skipped the Gemini episode and got to this one, go back and, and hear her stories. Hear how she got started in the life. You know? Absolutely. This is a badass woman. And she's a biker. She belongs to... She's a biker. She yes. belongs to a bike club. You know, she does Toys for Tots. They do all sorts of things. Um, and she drives this big-ass Honda Yamaha. Yamaha. Thank you. Good memory. I was yeah. like, I knew it wasn't a Harley. <laughs> yeah. At least I remembered it wasn't a Harley. Right? But it's, you know, she's amazing. So yeah. I'm just saying she's single. She's in her early 50s. She's got long black hair. She's extremely attractive. She needs a good man. So if you're a good man mm. who doesn't have baggage, who just wants a good woman to go on a date with, so you could be kind to her and treat her like a queen, by all means, reach out to Honey or myself. You know our website, mm-hmm. www.mirayhot.com, mm-hmm. or you can reach out to Honey on Gmail at... SweetMistressHoney at gmail.com. Easy peasy. And also use that email, SweetMistressHoney at gmail.com. If you have a question that you would like answered on the podcast... We will uh, honor your anonymity. We do not name names. And we do love answering listener questions. If there's something you have a question about that you would like discussed or even researched, we are happy to bring it up in an episode. And um, if you find me on FetLife, uh, Mistress Honey underscore on FetLife, you can message me there as well. Just please make sure you use the title podcast question because, you know, I get so inundated with random messages from from subs that I, I can miss things. So if you, uh, if you make sure to use podcast question in the title, I will definitely read it and discuss it. We'll discuss it on a podcast. And I'll, I'll message you back and tell you which episode it's on so you can get your answer. Um, I will interject real quick on this, too. And that is, I had a podcast listener contact me uh, yesterday and had actually said, 
you know, I think what you're doing is great. I really love how you educate people on, on the lifestyle. And he said, you know, I actually thought that I was so, you know, weird for my fetish. Mm-hmm. And his fetish, you know, it's not for everyone. He said, but, you know, it just made me feel normal. And that's the key, you know, is there's normalcy from what we do, from the people that we know. And it's a great experience for everyone to explore. Hashtag normalized fetishes. Absolutely. Normalized fetishes. Fetishes are normal. Absolutely. And some fetishes are sexual and some are not. Absolutely. And not everybody's going to understand your fetish. But, you know, at Mistress Mia's Dungeon, we love fetishes. Absolutely. We love catering to the fetishes. We, I mean, I, I have the most fun in there when I have somebody who says, there's this thing I like that I've wanted to try, but I've been too afraid to ask. And, I, oh, my gosh, my eyes will light up. I love, because a lot of times these submissives will keep these fetishes to themselves and still not have a good time. And, you know, you've got to be bold and t- tell me what you're after. You'll want to listen to that episode as well. So thank you for tuning in. We hope you have a kinky day.